Good day, or good evening, or good night, or whatever it is. But right, shit. Oh, excuse me. But right now it is daytime, and it's driving home with Stu. Here we go, go, go. I am Stu, and I am driving home from work. Here I go. Where are all these cars coming from? See, I parked in a different spot today, in front of the building instead of the back part of the building, or it's vice versa, whatever. And uh, I just almost uh, backed into someone twice. Brilliant. Brilliant I am. So, yeah, there's that. It's all that and a bag of chips. Going over a speed bump right now. Badoom, badoom. And waiting at the red light with the left turn signal on. Looking at some stores to my left. We have the Superior Cleaner. Now, there are some cleaners, but that one is Superior. Palm Beach Tan. Have we not figured out how bad it is to get tans and tanning beds? I mean, seriously, it's like we know all about skin cancer and all that stuff. And yet people are still going and frying their bodies. I always found it very interesting that some of your more prejudiced white folk still love to be tan in the summer. They'll always say, look how dark I got. I'm so dark. Oh, you look beautiful because you're so dark. Exactly. <laughs> and so you should realize that and stop being a freaking bigot. Doesn't make any sense. I guarantee that they don't even realize that they're looking for the golden brown beautiful skin and having it via the sun and then still being prejudiced against black folk and Hispanic folk never really made any sense to me. Actually, prejudice in and of itself doesn't really make any sense to me. I mean, I don't, I don't really get hating a group of people, especially for no, not you should hate anybody, but especially for not a specific reason um, like just the color of their skin or what region they're from. And, you know, I mean, we're all, we're all guilty of that in certain ways. In certain ways, you might not like people from the Sudan. You might not like people from Morocco, uh, Ireland. Don't not like, don't like, like, not, uh, don't not like the Irish. The Irish are fine as can be. I'm 75% Irish, I am. And let me tell you some lot, I love it. I wear green all the time, I do. That's not true. But it could be. Took my uh, DNA test, uh, 23andMe, and found out uh, I am vastly Irish. I come from a a Jewish home. I was adopted. Not that you can't be Irish and Jewish. Well, obviously. Ha-ha. But uh, they were all Eastern European Ashkenazi Jews. And they are, and I am not, Ashkenazi uh, by blood or by heritage. My adoptive family comes from, you know, Poland and Austria and all those good places that uh, got the hell out by the turn of the century and were not murdered in the Holocaust. And they came here. My grandfather sold artificial plants in Brownsville, Brooklyn, and he saved enough money to open his own flower shop. My dad, my grandfather had the flower shop. My dad had the flower shop. I was supposed to have the flower shop, but I chose not to work in the flower business. I almost, well, I did work in the flower business for 25 years. I almost bought a shop on my own fruition, totally overpriced, totally nothing I could afford, 
And right before I started going through the process of wasting a ton of money because the shop in and of itself went out of business in a year and the rent was five grand a month, if you could imagine, you got to sell a lot of flowers for five, for five thousand dollars a month so the shop that I was gonna buy that I actually worked at uh, couldn't cut the mustard in a year they were out of business anyway but as far as I was concerned I was gonna buy it and then uh, two days before Valentine's Day I tripped coming out of the cooler the flower cooler I fell I broke my shoulder in three places I had three doctors tell me whoo you did a good job with that whoo you did a number on that Oh, nice job there, you know? It was just one doctor after another after another in the hospital. I really screwed up my shoulder. And in fact, uh, last year I tried to toss around a ball with my son-in-law, tossed the football around, and I couldn't even throw, let alone a spiral. Forget the spiral. I could not even get the, the ball to him 30 feet away or whatever it was. I, I'm, not, I'm not bad with, with trying to understand the measurements, tell the measurements. But my shoulder was, was shot. And then I remembered that the orthopedic surgeon said to me, he said, do you play sports? And I said, no, not at all. He said, good, because you won't be able to. And I forgot all about that with my great memory. So here I am with a shoulder that's been killing me. I've been writing on the board and it's clicking and making all this noise. It's awful. Sounds like it's coming out of the socket. I need a socket wrench. No, that's not true. I don't need a socket wrench. I went back to that orthopedic surgeon. Uh, what did I do? I did something stupid. Uh, was it my back? Jeez, I can't remember why I went to him. Oh, I know. I fell and I fractured my knee in three places. But they were minor fractures, I guess. There was a term for it. And it was, you know, it wasn't terrible, but they said, go see an orthopedic surgeon. Do you want to see one we recommend? I was like, no, I'll go back to the guy that um, I went to for my shoulder because he did a great job other than the fact that I can't throw a damn ball. It's football season and I can't throw a damn ball. So uh, he, the, um, I went to him and he ended up telling me that I didn't have anything wrong with my knee, which was BS. You don't have a doctor in the hospital show you an x-ray of three fractures. And then this jack tells me that there's nothing wrong with me and I have some ridiculous thing. And then he wanted me to go on the radio, on the, on the internet, and I was plugging it in. He's like, why do you do that? Why don't you just talk into the phone? You just have to say blah, 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 blah. And, and then he gave me a hard time. And he was like, wanted me to set that up on my phone while I was standing there talking to him. Oh my God, he acted like my old Jewish grandmother, may she rest in peace. I was ready to lose my mind. I was like, my man, just, I don't need a lecture about how to use a smartphone. Just tell me if my knee is okay. And he had some crazy, he said I had a bruised kneecap. I think he has a bruised brain. And then he gave me a hard time because one of my credit cards didn't go through because it was some stupid thing that the insurance company gave us. The insurance company, in several of the schools I worked in, because I worked at all Chatter schools, Chatter, hey Chatter, I worked at charter schools, and they all had the same damn United Healthcare program where you get some stupid card and you go up there and then they're like, your, your copay is $130, whatever. And then you swipe the card and you're like, oh, the card paid for that. 
Now your copay is 45. Why don't you just walk in and get a $45 copayment? Or something as moronic as that. United Healthcare sucks. So something absolutely moronic like that. And I swiped it through. It didn't work. So then he starts giving me a, a speech about, what is this guy doing over here? Come on, buddy. He's giving me a speech about um, what kind of credit guys. You get Capital One. You get a Capital One. And some crap. I don't know. I didn't want to listen to him at that point anymore. Oh, you're making a U-turn. You are lost, honey. You are lost. You're making a very unsuccessful K-turn, actually. So incredibly slowly, you're going to get hit by another car. Just driving by a, an old uh, flower shop nursery I used to work in. On this road I go, I pass two different shops. I worked in a lot of shops in this area. I really couldn't hold the job down for more than two to four years. I just, and, and still, you know, with teaching, I've gone from one school for two years, one school for four years, one school for a year, another school for three months, another school for six months, and then another school, and then the original school of four years for a year and a half. So I have made my bouncing around. You know, I have done, I have done my fair share of bouncing around. And I did the same in the flower business. But the problem with the flower business, you know, in the teaching game, there's different reasons to get burnt out or not into it. You know, there's all different kinds of reasons. Uh, you work somewhere where there's high behavior problems or you, or, or you can't deal. In the same case, you can't deal with the student population because of behavior or because of um, maybe it's a gifted school and you just can't match your lessons to that. You're not on that level. Uh, there's a million reasons to leave, but with the flower shops, I just let, oh, a principal, you get a bad principal, that's very important to have a good principal, but um, you, ah, what was I saying, oh yeah, school, 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 oh, so the flower business, I left because I hated all the bosses, most of them were drunks, alcoholics, which is the same thing as drunks, pretty much, I mean, Alcoholism is more of a disease. These guys were, nah, they were pretty much alcoholics. They were definitely alcoholics. They had to drink every night. They drank to get plastered. One of my bosses used to leave during the day and um, go to go to the uh, bar or the bar, depending on where you're from. He would go to the bar uh, in, um, right, like on the avenue, right by where the shop was, and he'd have a liquid lunch every day. Just really pathetic. A pathetic bunch of ass wipes that I had to work with. So I, I definitely float around the, in the, in the uh, flower business. I really have not tried to float around too much with teaching. It's just kind of went that way. You know, I worked at a school with uh, severely handicapped children or physically disabled children the proper term. And it was just, it was just too hard on me. It was just too much. And, and, and that's no, you know, no offense, of course, to the teachers who work there or, or the principal or the wonderful kids. The kids were wonderful. It was just, it was just too intense for me. It was just something I, I didn't have the wherewithal to do. Uh, and then I got offered a job for a lot more money. So the combination of those two made me leave. But we are probably about five minutes from the homestead. So before we forget, before we forget, Today, tonight, is an incredibly important day, an important night. I am stuck in a line of traffic in Stanford. What is going on? We just have too many damn people in too small of an area. Tonight is the opening of the NFL, the 100th year 
of the National Football League, the oldest rivalry in history of football, Green Bay against uh, Chicago Bears. <laughs> Playing tonight on national television. Oh, it's Thursday night, so it's going to be, I think it's on NBC. And I tell you, I am excited. I'm a Patriots fan. I'm looking forward to this year. I feel like the Patriots are stacked. They've got some great uh, receivers, a strong running back core, strong running back core. After last year where we had to kind of shift the game to running back. Strong running back core, good receivers, Tamaris Thomas, Josh Gordon, um, of course, Julian Edelman. So I think we're looking at a good positive year here. Tommy Boy is 42 and he's still rocking out. Doesn't seem like anything's going to stop him. So I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a very, very good year of football. A lot of fun. I think some, I think some things are going to see. They were trying diff- hard to speed football up. They were trying to make it. Because it's very interesting. I'll talk to people and I'll say, oh, baseball's so boring. It's, you, you know, it's like it puts you to sleep on television and so on and so forth. And I've had many people tell me they find football boring, which I find fascinating. I don't understand how you can find the world's greatest sport boring. First only to hockey, okay? Because hockey's out. Let's not honk, Chief. No reason to honk. Keep honking. Keep honking. Bunch of geese online over here. There's obviously something wrong with this light. Maybe I'll make a right and bang a Yui. Oh, that's just not okay. So a little sip here of my Dr. Pepper. Mmm. So they're trying to slow, uh, speed the game up. So they're having commercials, they split the screen, and they show like a short 30-minute commercial instead of showing like hours of commercials, which was a great idea. But now you can challenge a pass interference because of what happened last year with the um, uh, uh, Saints game, Saints in L.A., where it was a blatant, 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 blatant. Come on, come on, come on, you knuckle. God, you're as dumb as a stump. Now you made me miss the light. God, where do they grow these people? All right, I know they're not from this town because this town is perfect. So now you could you could challenge a um, a call if the if the um, if the referees call uh, pass interference, you could uh, refute it. You could challenge it and get an opportunity to. Uh, get out of that play because spot of the foul is one of the terriblest thing, terriblest worst things they have in football where you have a pass interference so you got you chuck the ball 40 yards down the line pass interference that ball goes 40 yards down the, down the line so you don't want to get a pass interference but not everybody's perfect and in college they do the 15 yards, so I brought that up and someone said, yeah, but if we go to 15 yards in the NFL, then people will be getting pass interferences all the time because it'll only be a 15 yard penalty, which is substantial, but not as substantial as spot of the foul. I mean, spot of the foul is just bananas. And that's bananas with my accent, bananas. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to... And Oh, and then you could also challenge if you think it should have been a pass interference and they didn't call it. So you could, you could challenge a call of pass interference and you could challenge a call if, if the uh, pass interference, if you think it 
it should have been pass interference. You could call, you can make a, um, a challenge on that one. So, I think that's going to, I mean, I like it. I like it a lot. I still think it's going to slow down the game, which is, defeats the whole purpose of the, you know, the shortening the commercials and, you know, trying to speed things up. I personally don't care about the length of the game prior. I'm hoping this doesn't make it long, but to be perfectly honest, if you are a die-hard, real deal, 100% pure football fan, where you don't miss, where you will miss, uh, you don't miss anything. You'll miss uh, family parties. Now that's actually changed over the years because now you could, I mean, you used to be able to record with the VCR and I would do such, but uh, now you can, of course, record it on a DVD. And if you're going to get back late at night and you have time to watch it, or you could avoid people and avoid social media and avoid the internet and not find out who won, well then, you know, more power to you. But if you're a diehard football fan, where you will not miss a game, even for like a family party or function, where you watch every Monday night, you watch every team game, every single team game, like I said, you'll miss a party if you have to. Every single team game, every Monday night game, all day Sunday and Sunday night and, and Thursday night games, you don't really care about any of, the, of football being slowed down in any way, shape, or form. You do not care. Like, I honestly don't care. I mean, you know, reviews are a little irritating because they take so long, uh, and they really do take long, but I mean, still, it's football. I mean, unless it's a late night and I want to get some sleep, you know, and and it's not my team playing, you know, I'll be honest, in my older age, I have gone to bed on a halftime, of course, unless the game is incredible. I mean, if it's an incredible game, I, I, I don't care, you know, if you're a real football fan, you will stay up. You know, I'm going to be red-eyed and tired tomorrow for work, but I am not going to bed tonight. This is the first game of the season. Unless it's a blowout, unless it's a blowout, or unless it's, no, that's about it. Or unless I'm just exhausted, I can't keep my eyes open. But to be perfectly honest, I'd rather sit there and fall asleep in front of the television than go to bed. Now, Sunday night is the opening of the Pats. They're playing the Steelers at home, Sunday night football. Chris Collingsworth, uh, Al Michaels, Michelle Tafoya, the whole crew, rocking and rolling. <laughs> so, Pats against uh, Steelers at home, and they're going to be uh, pulling down the banner, like they pull down this like cloth, and revealing the banner for the sixth Super Bowl that the New England Patriots have made, their sixth Super Bowl last year. They will reveal the banner. And it's great because we are playing the only other team that has six rings. The only other team that has six rings, six rings is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Back from the 70s when they were a dynasty. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I feel like we have to get one more before Brady and Belichick retire. Or at least before Brady retires. But it would be, you know, if Belichick's going to stick around and they find another killer quarterback and... You know, Josh McDaniel sits around. Everyone sticks around who's amazing. Although I think they're all going to retire at the same time when Tommy Terrific retires. But that's, you know, that's, we'll see when that time happens. But I'd like to see them get at least one more so they can go up to seven. The only problem is with going to seven Super Bowls is you're, you're looking at Pittsburgh having an opportunity to match that. So if the Pats go up to eight Super Bowls, 
too ahead of the original record, it's not that easy to catch up. I mean, the thing that disappointed me so much about the perfect season, yes, the perfect season ended and it sucked. Okay, this was in 2007 when the Pats were 18-0, and if they won the Super Bowl, they would have been 19-0. No team ever has done that. Miami in 72 went for a perfect season, but that was 72, and they only played 14 games a season. Now we play 16 if you don't know football. So I would have loved that, but besides the fact that it broke my heart when the Giants won, I just wanted it because that would have been something that nobody could have touched, or it would have taken forever to touch. That would have been a record that would sit, because look at the 72 Dolphins. 72 Dolphins, no one's been able to hit that. No one's been able to get to that, to that record. Oh, look at this jackass. Great, you fucking idiot. Oh, did I just say effing idiot on my podcast? Oh, damn. Oh, I apologize for the F word. If uh, any of my students ever listen to this or anyone under the age of 17, I apologize for dropping an F-bomb. Oh, that stunk. Uh, There was just, you know, like it says, do not block the box. That like triangle thing they put on a, a street so people will give the person coming out making a left or right room. And there was a girl who had literally parked her car right in the middle. I had to squeeze between two cars to get past her and almost got hit by the oncoming traffic because she was blocking my sight lines. So she really screwed up. So she probably deserves her effing idiot. But and I didn't yell it out the window. Remember all my my uh, road issues. I keep in contained in the car. Even if I had a fender bender, I would be fine. All right, this is Stu signing off. Take care. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.